Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I am your host. Every Wednesday, we get together and we talk about our journey in sobriety, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I've been sober for over 10 years now, and I realized that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was just putting the plug in the jug and not drinking. I never took care of my emotional sobriety, did my step work, or was fully involved in the program until it was almost too late. This is my story, my experience, strength, and hope and what life is like for me on a daily basis as a recovering alcoholic and addict. I am so glad that you are with me and now let's get into it. What's up and happy Wednesday fam. I hope that you're doing well. You had a great weekend and you are getting ready to get into this week with me. I am hoping that you had a really good Christmas as well. Um, We had a good Christmas here. It was um, relaxing for the most part, you know, as relaxing as it can be with visitors, but it was relaxing and we had a good time. Um, Of course, I'm not feeling obviously the best, so I took my normal naps and that also felt really good. Um, But yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And that's my dog saying hello. I apologize for that. We played, um, I didn't play actually, I should say that um, my son and his grandmas played a lot of games, worked on puzzles. And I came out from one of my naps and they were playing the game of life, which is that game where you have um, different colleges and opportunities and houses and things, all these different paths that you can take. And they also played Trivial Pursuit. And it's kind of funny because I don't know if you guys have ever played Trivial Pursuit, but I remember when I was younger watching my grandma play that, and that thing was absolutely a monster, but she was so good at it. Well, I come to find out that it was just because she only picked, like, certain categories to answer. (laughs) So we have Trivial Pursuit, like, adult, like, Mensa edition, I swear to God. And then we have the kids edition, because let's be honest, if any of you know that Mensa answer crap, like, good for you, but I'm rocking and rolling with the kids stuff. So it was really funny because they're all going around taking turns, and um, my stepmom kept picking the one answer that she wanted. Um, I can't remember, it was pink. And I think it was culture or something like that. I can't remember specifically what it was. And it was so funny because every time she would um, roll roll the dice or whatever, she would pick pink. And um, my mom had said to her, you know, you can pick something else. You can do something else. And um, she's like, nope, I like it right here. Like, I like it in my comfort zone. I know what I'm doing. And I just, I don't know what made me think. I was just... Like, yeah, that absolutely, yeah, I I also, also really, really like my comfort zone. I like the fact that I can stay quiet and reclusive and out of the way, but I notice that when I stay in my comfort zone, I'm not really living. Now, there have been times where I have stepped out of my comfort zone. And became vulnerable in certain situations that have obviously backfired. But that's okay because we live and learn. Not every opportunity, chance, friendship, things like that that are going to happen are going to be great. 
or beneficial or fantastic for us. But there's going to be more times often than not that when we do step out of our comfort zone, that we are able to experience new things. And I know that being sober or, you know, getting into new people, places, and things can have a huge effect on our sobriety. It really, truly can. And a couple of weeks ago, I was invited to a conference, and I know I told you guys about that. I went to this um, really awesome um, baseball conference, and I got to meet with other coaches, and I got to meet other people in baseball. It was a really, really good time, actually. I truly, truly enjoyed it. Um, and it was outside of my comfort zone. I normally don't travel by myself a lot except to go home. Um, I am very guarded and codependent because that's how I have been told to basically be my entire life. And even as of recently, you know, there's people in my family who are like, oh, you shouldn't travel alone because of your health. Yeah, I get it. I'm tired a lot and I feel like crap, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop living either. Um, so going to that conference, stepping outside my comfort zone and allowing myself to be vulnerable and say, hey, you know, I have a problem with drinking and now I'm going to this whole new event. I'm going to do this whole new crazy thing. And I am really nervous that stepping outside my comfort zone is going to have a backlash effect on it. So for me, what are examples of stepping outside my comfort zone? It's really interesting because it's not normal things that you would think of. It's not like saying, oh, I went to Disney World by myself. I would, oh my God, I would love that. Like, just go to Disney World by myself and wander around for five days. Oh, yes, please sign me up. I can handle that. That's my comfort zone. Yes, traveling by myself is something that I'm not used to doing, but again, it's Disney World and I know it like the back of my hand and I would be completely comfortable. I'm in my comfort zone. So an example for me would be going to, gosh, let's just pick somewhere on the West Coast, like going to Butte, Montana, okay? I know, completely random, but hear me out. <laughs> um, that's outside my comfort zone, right? First of all, I don't know anything about Montana. Um, do they even have, they have airports. They have to have airports. What state wouldn't have an airport at this point, right? So, you know, I would have to find lodging, more than likely, obviously. Um, I would probably have to rent a car. Something about Montana doesn't say, like, public transportation system. Uh, probably an Uber, right? Like, maybe they'll pick me up on a cow, or a horse, that would be kind of cool. Um, and, you know, obviously finding things to do. Or maybe you don't do things in Butte, Montana, right? Maybe that's the entire intent of going to Butte, Montana, is that it's so outside my comfort zone that I'm going to find a cabin, homegirl doesn't do outdoors, okay? We don't, we don't, we don't do outdoors because that's outside of our comfort zone. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to find a cabin somewhere and I'm just going to relax and unplug for five days, right? I'm just going to sit with myself and my thoughts and my feelings and I'm going to read and I'm going to craft. And like that's outside my comfort zone. If I am not constantly busy or on the move or seeing shiny objects like New York City or 
Walt Disney World or Disneyland, like if it's not visually pleasing or entertaining, I'm probably not going to do it because there's no stimulus for me. There's no excitement behind it. Um, I don't know psychology, so I'm, I'm doing my best here. But for me, my comfort zone is being able to be in places where I'm familiar. And so, you know, maybe it's something that I should do. Maybe I should go to Butte, Montana and just take a few days and be by myself. You know, that's, that's outside my comfort zone. Go and meet the locals. Go and eat at a restaurant by myself. That's another thing that people do that I have actually never done by myself. And I would love to is go to a movie by myself. I would absolutely love to go to a movie by myself. Um, it's not scary. It's not weird. People do it all the time. So what makes me feel like I can't go watch a movie? Like people are going to be like, oh, she doesn't have any friends. You know, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Or maybe that's just self-centered behavior as an alcoholic that makes me feel like, oh, I'm the center of attention and everybody's going to worry about me when they're at the movie. No, honey, they paid $15 to be at a movie. They're not going to worry about you. Like, I am not the reason that they are there, you know? So that's, that's, that's something that I would really like to do. But the bigger things in life, stepping outside my comfort zone, is being vulnerable. Being vulnerable and trusting in relationships. That's a huge one for me. Um, I have spent my life being told how to feel. I have spent my life being told what's best for me. I have spent my life being doubted, shamed, so many different things. I have been, and it's very hard for me to want to open up. There's the other aspect of there's not a person in my life who has never lied to me. And that one sucks. Um, I'm not saying that I've never lied. Like, that's not the topic of conversation. Um, but there have been people who I really thought were going to be different. And they're just the same as everybody else. And that's really disappointing. And so for me to step outside my comfort zone with people is to be able to trust them. I used to trust first and ask questions later, and that has led me into so much hurt and so much pain. And so one challenge that I have for myself is to be vulnerable with my relationships and maybe it's not necessarily that because I'm guarded I get treated like crap I am, or I'm guarded so I don't get the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's those things that I can't do that self-blame. I can't do that victim blaming. But I also need to be aware that people lie for certain reasons. Um, they lie to protect themselves. They lie to protect their identity. They lie to protect their heart. And sometimes it's best to see things from other people's point of view. It doesn't make it easier, doesn't make it better, doesn't make it right, but I am definitely trying to be more vulnerable in the aspect where I can make that honest human connection without having to hide behind anything 
or hide my behaviors or hide things that I do because there's so much fear attached to how people respond to me and have responded to me that that's why I'm guarded. That's why I don't say anything. It's why I hide things. It's why I don't tell the whole truth. It's not because I want to hurt people. It's not because I'm a people pleaser. Well, I am a people pleaser, but it's basically because I am so deathly afraid of how people are going to react to me because they've shown me. They've shown me how they react to certain things. And so being able to get out of my comfort zone and be vulnerable with people or even be direct with people, being able to speak my truth, that's a huge one. Setting boundaries, another huge one. Man, let me tell you what. If I wouldn't have started setting boundaries more than three months ago, I think I'd be a lot farther in life. But I have been setting boundaries left and right. And a lot of it has been with how I am treated by other people. The way people treat me, I treat them right back. And it's interesting to watch the dynamic change when you go from being rude to someone because they were rude to you and they're just like, oh, what? It's so funny. I find it to be hilarious. And so, you know, there's absolutely something to be said about being vulnerable and being able to speak your mind, being able to have those boundaries and speak your truth. I mean, that is that is a huge, huge risk because people are so used to treating you a certain way or expecting you to do certain things because that's the way you have been cornered or pigeonholed or told or looked at for so long that you just kind of go with the flow and stay in that comfort zone. So getting outside of your comfort zone isn't always going to that place or reading that book or stepping outside if you normally don't like to go outside. There's so many different ways that we are able to be vulnerable or try new experiences, trying new foods. You know, I am, let me tell you what, I am a very basic girl. I am Starbucks, Little Caesars, and Chipotle all day long, okay? Like, I know what foods I like. I like the foods I like, and that's where we're going to stay. It's not because I don't think other foods won't taste good. Um, it's because I have had certain reactions to certain foods, and so I am afraid of having those reactions again. Or I just don't feel like it's going to be a good meal, or I feel like it's going to not satisfy my palate. You know, there's so many different reasons why I don't get anything different when I go out because I don't want to be disappointed, right? Like, I would rather just have the safe food instead of wasting money on something I don't like. Because why? I know they tell me that I can just, oh, you know, you can just take it back and that's okay. And, you know, you can get something else. But as someone who worked in the service industry for years, I hate people like that. <laughs> so I'll just get the fucking chicky tendies and we will call it a day. And so I'm very routine. I am very guarded. I am very set in my ways. And I really feel like 
I'm doing a disservice to myself by continuing to stay in my comfort zone. I really want to be able to say that I did this thing or I did this thing. And it doesn't have to be grandiose. I don't have to jump out of a plane. I don't have to, you know, go skydiving. But I think being able to say that I was okay enough with myself to tell someone that the relationship in my life with them is not working out or it wasn't good and I need to no longer be in this friendship or relationship. That's that's stepping outside the comfort zone. Um, I think that going on vacation by yourself, being able to do the little things for yourself that you're not used to doing are really important. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago now where there is a difference between being selfish and being selfish, right? If you are looking out for your mental health and your well-being and you are doing all those things so that you can be a better wife, mother, employee, things of that nature, you're not doing it out of malice or contempt or being rude. You're doing it to take care of yourself. And the more support you get being able to step outside your comfort zone, the more support you're going to have moving forward in life. And I really feel that that's where people, places, and things in our sobriety can come back around. If we are able to find the people that support us in trying to step out of our comfort zone and hold our hand and be there for us, that's going to make going to the places um, much easier. It's going to make our growth much easier. It's so much easier to grow when you have people that are supporting you and not people that are holding you back. One of the questions I used to get asked when I would do something was, well, why do you want to do that? I don't know, because I want to. Like, there doesn't always have to be a rhyme or reason for the things that we want to do. If I want to work out at one in the morning, let me work out at one in the morning. Like, it has no hindrance on you whatsoever. If I want to drive down to the beach and go sit on the beach for an hour and a half by myself, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, it, it should never be well, why do you want to go do that? It should be, oh, that sounds interesting or like a good idea. What can I do to support you? I think for me, one of the biggest accomplishments that I've had, and it's not like a huge accomplishment. It's not like I'm getting a Nobel Peace Prize or a Pulitzer Prize or anything like that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that I've ever done is contacted um, Twins Daily to ask them about being a writer on their set. Uh, actually, it started out as a blog position, and then eventually it became a writing position. And let me tell you what, writing is not easy for me. It might be really easy for other people, but I am at the point where I actually had to um, take this writing class, and I actually really have been enjoying it because it puts it into a different perspective for me. It puts it into a position where I can hear and see what not necessarily people want, but how to make people know what they want, right? Like, how weird is that? Not, and I hate to say manipulation because, you know, clickbait is manipulation, sure. Like, if I have a catchy article title, you'll probably be like, hey, but... Stepping outside my comfort zone to do that has been really rewarding. It has been something that has blessed me over and over again. And I know I'm a pain in my ass to my bosses. Like, 
I really do need to make sure I am doing what I need to and writing the way that is best for the website. And so the way I've really decided to go around doing that is by making sure that I'm taking these classes, I'm taking them seriously, I'm applying myself when needed and taking the advice. And also making sure that I am writing on a daily basis. It's not easy for me. I am telling you, you guys, I sit down on a computer and I'm like, oh my God, what if so-and-so doesn't like it? What if so-and-so doesn't like it? And I've really gotten to the point where it's not so much what if so-and-so doesn't like it. Now I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, does this read okay? Does this come across okay? Does this make sense? Is this something that someone who doesn't watch baseball will understand? So, you know, we kind of have to write specifically, but generically enough that people who don't understand will understand, but people who understand will be enamored. So it's really challenged my thinking. It's challenged my law brain, my legal brain, where you have to be lengthy and descriptive and tell every single detail to just saying, you know, he hit the ball. Obviously, more than that, like not just, oh, he hit the ball, like be more colorful than that, you know, really talk about how the ball was hit, you know, talk about was it a dynamic hit? Was it a dribble hit? Was it, you know, a crappy bunner or crappy bunt, you know, things like that, that really truly matter to the reader. They don't care necessarily about every single thing that happened in the game. They want to know about the big things. So being able to really go outside my comfort zone and describe a baseball game as I'm still learning about baseball is really kind of interesting. But it's helped me in many ways. I absolutely love it. I could not be happier than I am during the baseball season writing about baseball. Um, I will admit that this offseason has been really crappy and I haven't written very much because not much is going on and nobody cares about Carlos Correa anymore. So there's that. But I really feel the most important thing we can do for ourselves is really learning how to get outside of our comfort zone. And I will say this about doing that though. Don't do it until you're ready. Because I don't want you to say, oh, well, Sherry said to go to a movie by herself, or Sherry said to go to TGI Fridays by yourself, and then you start drinking. That's not, first of all, I know that's not on me, but second of all, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that as you continue to grow and surround yourself with the right people, as you continue to feel more comfortable with the new you, the sober you, I definitely feel like being able to get outside of your comfort zone and try new things is very, very important. We lived in this internal prison, and sometimes some of us have been to actual prison for so long or jail that we really need an opportunity to try new things and go and do new things. And I just want you to be in a position where you're comfortable doing that. Because there's so much to explore and there's so much that this world has to offer. And you don't even have to go travel across the country or across the world. Go rent a hotel room for a night and go sit in the hot tub and read a book all night. Or stay up all night and read a book. Or just take that time for you. Something that you normally wouldn't do. Learn to 
not only be selfish and take time out for yourself and your mental health, but also use that time to try new things. And I just feel like that's something that will continue to help you in your growth process. I know that it's helping me in mine. And don't let anybody tell you, unless it's your sponsor and they don't feel that you're ready, you know, don't let anybody tell you that that's not a good idea or it doesn't sound safe or that that's not going to happen. Now, if you're walking down Skid Row at 11 o'clock at night, that does not sound safe, okay, you guys? But if you want to go skydiving, sure, of course, that's not safe, but it's not safe in an aspect where it's got risk to it, okay? And it's not <laughs> the same as walking down Skid Row. And go try it. Go to a movie by yourself. Have that really hard conversation with that person in your life. Um, have a new conversation with someone in your life. Um, go out and do those. I guess they've got these um, activity things that you can go do. I don't know if you can find them online. Maybe Facebook groups have some, but they've got these group things that you can go do. You know, go do that. Go meet someone new. Go paint a painting or make a succulent or whatever it is and meet someone new. It's really important that we learn that we are individuals and we are okay as we are. And we don't need to be codependent. We don't need to rely on other people. And I just want you to know that you can pick a different area of the trivia card. You can try something new. If you want to pick history, if you want to pick food, if you want to pick pop culture or sports, you do that because we don't fail here. We learn. And the only way we are going to learn is if we don't always get everything right every time. So go out, do something new, do something outside your comfort zone, document it because you're going to want to look back and go, remember when I did that? And I promise you it will be worth it. And maybe I'll take that trip to Butte. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, until next time, fam, be well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope that you heard something that resonated with you and that you can take with you for the next week until we meet again. You can find me on Instagram at A Sober Girls Pod. You can also follow me and friends at Sober City Movement on Instagram as well. If you live in the Richmond area, Follow me at Sober in Richmond where we, we plan local sober meetups. Or if you're just traveling and looking for a friend in the area, there's one of us in almost every city across the continent. Struggling and need help? Just remember that you are not alone. You can reach out to me and any of my friends on Instagram. Send us a message. Or if you are in immediate need of help, Please search out your sponsor, the closest sober friend, or go online to aa.org to find a meeting that you can attend. There are also Zoom meetings, which you can find on aa.org as well. Have a safe week, and until next time, fam, be well.